G'day, and welcome to season two of the Far North Leadership Podcast. I'm Jeff, and in each episode of the podcast, I interview a leader from the beautiful city of Cairns in Far North Queensland. It's called the Far North Leadership Podcast for that simple reason, because it features leaders from a variety of sectors across the Far North. I don't know about you, but every time I meet a leader or I overhear a leadership conversation, it helps me grow. So enjoy the conversations, and I hope you find something that applies to your life and your leadership in every single episode. final episode of this season of the Far North Leadership Podcast, I'm going to bring you something a little bit different than we've had for the whole season. In this episode, I'm going to interview a couple about leadership in their marriage and in their family as they parent their kids. Campbell and Janine Smythe have been married for almost three decades. They have four children, uh, one of whom was recently married, three of whom have, have left home and one still in high school. And so they have great experience uh, parenting their kids and also being married to each other. And so we're just going to chat a little bit about their relationship, how they met, what it's like to have kids, what it's like when your kids leave home and just explore the intersection between leadership and parenting and family. You're gonna love this interview and uh, I really hope that it helps you in your life and your leadership. Campbell and Janine, thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure. I'd love to start by um, having you guys tell, tell me a love story. How did you two meet and what was the chemistry like? And you know, um, Campbell, how did you finally convince Janine? Oh man, it took a lot of work, I tell you. You start though. <laughs> Um, the first time I remember meeting Campbell was when I started work at the ANZ Bank in New Zealand. And I was nervous, I was 17 and I walked in and I thought that I had a girl I knew training me for the day, but she was sick. And so I got Campbell training me for the day. Yes. <laughs> I barely said a word. <laughs> She's pretty shy. Yeah. Pretty reserved. So would you describe yourself as in awe of him that day or just <laughs> no, shy? No, just, just shy of. And, and where we were working in this little office upstairs in the bank, um, I worked with another guy and so they would all come upstairs at morning tea time, lunch time, afternoon tea time, and I was just, oh, too many, too many guys too many, around. Too many guys, yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw Janine walk through, me and some other friends were sitting having lunch in town and this girl walked past and I was like, to everyone there, man, how hot is she? Or something along those lines. <laughs> Just in awe of this hot blonde walking past. And um, and then somebody who was there from work said, oh, that's Janine Bradley. She starts working in the bank next week, which is where I was working. Mm. And I just went, ah. Oh. Because I'd, I'd already decided that I wasn't going to go out to anybody I worked with because of what I'd seen at work, where that happened before. So, yeah, so I met her before she knew I was... Mm -hmm. I saw you. Yeah. Made a good impression, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who made the first move then? Because I kind of had this pre-decision that I wouldn't go out to anybody I worked with. Um, after, at, at some point I left the bank and had another job. I think within a week, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd gone, asked her out for lunch. So sort of made the move once. Um, but actually I was genuinely surprised. I When he came, he was waiting in line and he didn't seem to be moving up through the line when people came free and I actually up to that point thought he liked someone else at the bank. I didn't have a clue that he yeah, it's a bit thought weird. of me like that. Yeah. It really did but is, yeah. is that why Campbell people call you Ice because you're just so cool and calm? <laughs> That's what I like to think yeah. <laughs> That's Makes why I made sense. up that nickname. <laughs> 
So he's waiting there, just cool, calm, and collected. And then I'm glad that's what it looked like because I would have been sweating on the inside. I would have been hot. Is anyone else hot in here? Yeah. So he asked me out for lunch, and then I think as soon as you left, I think Dennis, which is one of Campbell's best mates, and we both like he worked at bank with me. He was down the other end watching, and he rings me up at this end of the bank. Janine did. Can I would have started So he would have seen my face. Yeah, yeah. He would have known I was nervous. Yeah. yeah. So we went out for lunch. Janine couldn't eat. She was so nervous. Yeah, so true. Yeah. And yeah. then how long? About three... How long did we go out for? Well, we, we just started, yeah, hanging out for a while and then, yeah. Took a while? Took a while. Yeah, yeah. And then... But I had to ask her maybe four times to, to before she said yes. Wow. I'd like to say right? three and a half. I feel like one wasn't an actual proposal. Yeah, yeah, just sort of splurted out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one really romantic night. We were in the Bay of Islands going over the, 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 um, over the water on a ferry. It's flat, glassy, sunset. We're on the top, um, the top level of this boat, and it was just perfect. And I think I said, oh, just in case you think... I'm going to ask. I'm not going to ask you tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm going out. Oh, well, what a yeah, really good I'm, opportunity. And I'm actually quite ready to say yes now. As a, as a, as a <laughs> male. So it's a bit dumb. Like, I don't know why that happened, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe you didn't want me nervous all night. Well, after three knockbacks. I think, I was, yeah, I think I, was sick of, I was sick of the nose. Let's <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and what was going on for you, Janine? Why, why did you say no those times? Uh, I think I just felt I was young. I mean, the first time he asked me, honestly, we'd been going out. I was 18. We'd been going out for less than a year. So, good on him. Mm. But... How old were we when we met? You were 18. I would have been yeah, 20. 18. Mm. <laughs> um, I, he would have died of fright if I'd said yes. He would have, like... Mm. Yeah, I don't know what you probably. Done, <laughs> but actually said yes. I think you were just caught in the moment. But, yeah. um, no, I just... I guess I just... You want to be sure, you know. Mm. And I just felt young. Yeah, yeah. Looking, and, looking back yeah. too, like with the, the age that we're at now, I'm glad that we took a while. I'm glad that we had a lot of time yeah, working things out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and why, Campbell, for you, was marriage so important? Like, obviously, you got along well together. Why did you keep persisting and asking? Yeah. Oh, man, hey, <laughs> I, knew, I just knew she was the right one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she was, yeah. Didn't want to let her go. I can, yeah, yeah. No, I remember saying to... To uh, guys on you at the time, my friends, I was like, "Oh man, that's that's a girl that you that you marry those sort of girls." Like just before we were going out, yeah. So yeah, I kind of could see the future. <laughs> I am glad he stuck around. Yeah, <laughs> it's worked out pretty well. Turns so far. out it was all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's gone pretty fast. Yeah. How many years married now? Twenty nine. Mm. Just gone twenty nine. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So as you headed into this new relationship, and particularly, you know, when you really, really um, made that commitment of getting married, what from your own families did you want to bring into the relationship? Like, what had you seen, you know, in other, other relationships, whether it's your parents or others in your family, that you wanted to make part of your relationship? Okay. I uh, <clears throat> really, from quite a young age, like teenager, being in high school, I really saw marriage as being for life you got married and you were committed. Um, and that was largely because pretty, <laughs> pretty much everyone in my family was separated. Okay. I, I think I had, I think I had this memory of one uncle and auntie being married um, that we didn't really see because of where they lived, quite remote. Um, 
and it, it just sort of to, I just didn't want that you know, my parents had been divorced as well so it's sort of gone through that personally but I'd seen you know cousins friends at school just seemed like everyone just got divorced like yeah they've been married for 10 years and then they got separated so going for me going into marriage even from a, as a teenager it was it was commitment it was long term mm. yeah yeah it was it was going to be hard and it was going to be great and it was going to be you know you're going to you're going to go through a whole lot of things but you don't just walk out and shut the door at the at the slightest sort of uh, annoyance or anything yeah Mm-hmm. So for you, it was what was um, I guess the values you brought into marriage were in response to seeing it not go well and seeing fit, you know relationships yeah, yeah. break up. Yeah, yeah, you had yeah, a, yeah. a resolve to yeah a, 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 a positive um, commitment to marriage because of seeing the the consequences of of um, an inability to stay married mm-hmm. or to, to stay in relationship. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How about for you, Jane? Was there positive things that you wanted to bring, or or is there? Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm my, my family's quite different, and you know my parents have a great marriage, and lots of the extended family and stuff. Also, there's there's some things that because we were going out for three years, like I saw things in Janine's family that I wanted in our family as well. You know, like they <clears throat> they all um, they're all Christians and had faith and and that had all those values, um, biblical values in it too. Not that they're all perfect, but um, it, it that was what what I wanted that I didn't grow up with. Mm. So we had this, in terms of family culture, we had, we were, were really contrasted. Um, but there were aspects that we both wanted from each other's families. Yeah. Um, and and both our families, um, you know, even though like Campbell said, marriages didn't go well. There's a really high value placed on family, and both Campbells are my family. So. You know, Campbell's siblings, and they, they all love each other, and um, cousins, and, and my family's the same. Like, family is very important, and I think that's something we've tried. Mm. And I think has, like, our kids have that with their extended families as well, and that's yeah, been yeah. really important to us. You have, have your own kids, four of your own kids. Yep. What's it like meeting a, your baby for the first time? Pretty amazing, eh? Mm. Yeah. yeah, very... Well, even before that, um, when when you're told that, like when Janine said, "I'm pregnant," like every time, you know, "Hey, I'm pregnant. I'm gonna have a baby." Like that's pretty powerful too. Um, yeah, that's really. Uh, it, I don't know. It's something about something about your mind, and you look you look to the future. You're living your life, and you're sort of going on this path, and suddenly you get you hear something like that, and it just kind of I don't know kicks you into it your mind into a certain place so it's pretty amazing um, but yeah I still remember uh, holding Kyla for the first time yeah. Kyla's the eldest um, I was terrified just mm. unreal yeah <laughs> terrified yeah. of holding her yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have two nieces that are older than Kyla but I you know held them when I was sitting down and that kind of thing I wasn't very hands-on as an auntie and then when Kyla came I was actually too scared that first whole day to lift her from anywhere into the little bassinetti thing they had. So Campbell had to do it all. <laughs> but they're so wrapped, they're all wrapped up it. like a little they cocoon. Big hands so and he just was so good at it. So yeah. rugby ball yeah. size. Yeah. 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 Did you try that as well? With I'm, I'm too scared to change your nappy. Campbell, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so should have done that. Yeah, if only. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it, it's amazing meeting them. And I think the thing that um, is just this, you will know, this overwhelming love that doesn't really compare to anything else. That yeah. even, even the love you have for each other is a bit more of a choice. When you have a kid, it's, it's just incredible. Mm. And, and the thing I remember too is thinking, how can I share the love that I've got for Kyla and split it and give some of that to Matt when I have Matt, mm. you know, when the second kid comes along and then you realise it's not like that, you just have this open love <laughs> yeah. for all of them. Yeah, yeah. I can remember amazing. driving home from, uh, it must have been Kyla, we were living in Karma. I remember leaving the hospital that first night and, and driving home, just obviously by myself, driving up um, that, that hill before the house and just crying. <laughs> Burst into tears, and it was just—it was just overwhelming. Mm. Thinking that you know, hey, you know, we, we made this little thing, and it's amazing, and it's got a whole life ahead of it. Um, oh, we did not stuff it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just. No, I don't actually remember being scared of stuffing it up. No, not really. No, I wouldn't say not scared. You know, tears of joy of of overwhel- being overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, just, I think just realising the enormity of it. Mm. You know, you sort of, I think it's really good that you're pregnant for nine months because it helps you to get used to actually the idea that you're going to have a little person to look after. Yeah. But it was so funny having, like, from the first, when we took, you guys have been there. Mm. So when we first took Kyla home, she's the first, first of four. So when we first took her home, you know, we very, carefully put her in the car seat and I think Janine had eyes on baby the whole trip home. We were doing about 20 kilometres an hour. I was scanning for vehicles, ninjas, looking for everything and then driving down the road, you know, just super cautious. By the time Grace was born, we were just, I was driving, I was driving one hand out the window, Janine smacking kids, kids in the everywhere. back. We're going through the drive-through at Macca's. What's the baby doing? She's still awake. You know, it was, it was all just uh, so different. Yeah. Like, over, cause, and that would have been 10 years, 10 years apart, eh, the yeah, kids? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, 10 years later, <laughs> and it was just really funny to look to look back on that day and go, man, how different was it when we had number Poor one? Kyla had to put up with a lot. Yeah, <laughs> first born. Yeah. What's it like then, fast forward many years, to when your child leaves home for the first time? Ah, oh, man, tough. Who did leave home? Did Kyla leave Kyla first? Kyla yeah, first, yeah. So she left at 18 to go down to uni. And we, um, she'd stayed home and had a gap year the year before and worked. So we'd had that year with her. And yeah, we drove down to Townsville. Our whole family and Campbell's mum came with us and had the weekend there. And it was, yeah, it was pretty heavy. Mm. It was pretty mm. I was able to hold it together all the way actually. through the weekend until actually saying goodbye, I think. Mm. Or didn't something happen and I was there? No, we there. all cried leaving, but then the following weekend, Campbell had to go down and swap her car because she'd bought a car, but it wasn't quite ready, so she'd had to, uh, I don't know, you had to swap the car. And something, that was a yeah. really difficult weekend. That was actually... It was just her and I, yeah, we, did, we did weekend. this, we did work. She had work. And her whole life changed. She changed new house, new housemates, new job. Was a manager of the cafe, new so car, well. new university. Everything was brand new, so she was really dealing with it all. And um, yeah, I didn't cry when we all left, but that weekend, man, I just cracked it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty tough. But also, it's it's quite hard getting used to. Although the kids were quite delighted to spread out in the house because two of the kids had had to share room, they spread out. But um, you support Kyla when she when she left, she lost her room. 
So when she came back, she was always just a guest in one of the kids' <laughs> yeah, rooms. Yeah. But yeah, you, I mean, it's a huge gap when, when someone leaves home. And we always used to find that no matter which kid was away, like when the kids were younger, if one's away, it just made a huge difference to the way the whole family, you would know. Yeah, yeah. things changed, dynamics changed. And so, yeah, it cha- I guess it changed, and it changed permanently. So it changed. each kid going, it's changed again. Yeah, that's right. What do you think leadership has to do with parenting? Or parenting with leadership? So my take on it is that, say relating it to a job, if you're in leadership in a job, which I'm actually not, but if you are, <laughs> you, you know, if you're training someone to do a job, you, um, you have to have quite a lot of input for a while and then you start to, to back off. And that's how I see leadership as relating to parenting. I think we've, there's, there's a time where you have to have a lot of focus. You have to be very hands-on for a long time. But all those steps along the way where you can start to back off and just, as a good leader, let them make their own decisions and um, let them make their own mistakes, let them learn themselves. Mm. Yeah, and really influence them. You know, leadership, to me, is a lot about influence. So... <clears throat> um, how you raise them, how you teach them, you know, teaching them what's important, teaching them how to how to see other people, um, just how to how to uh, do their share of what they need to do in the house, um, how how to be a um, a member of a family, you know, everyone does things. Yeah, just, some of those things there. I think that's um, where you know, as parents, you're you're showing real leadership. Mm. And as a good leader, I, I have often said to the kids, do as I say, not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially as the kids get older, you know, because you know that they can see, they, can, they hear you say this, but then you're in the Nutella jar. Because if anyone knows us well, it's them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask, do you have a theory on how much is caught and how much is taught yeah. um, with yeah. kids and parents? Well, I, I think most is, is caught, surely. I think, I think you teach, but... I think the reality is the kids sit back and watch and see how much of your life tees up with what you say. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, they yeah. just see who you are and also how you speak and how you do things. And yeah. If you do what you say. And, yeah. mm. and, you, and you do make mistakes that you don't realise at the time until right. the kids are older and they come back and say, hey, I can remember when I was little and you said this to me or you did that and just go, oh. Sorry. Hey, man, sorry. <laughs> yeah. First time parent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, that's, and that's a bit hard. I remember Matt saying, talking to me once, telling me about something that I, I said to him sometime, and I thought, yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd really suck to be a kid and to be told that. Um, you know, but what can I just apologise and said, yeah. Hmm. That was back then, you know, didn't, just young and dumb. Didn't try um, and, you know, de- defend yourself yeah. or tell him he misheard. <laughs> shut shut yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not that. true. Hey, that, yeah. that was Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's really important to, to you know, to enter into his headspace and, and say, oh, that, that would have really sucked and be able to apologise. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, but you have those sort of conversations as they get older. Yeah, I think, uh, um, like Janine was saying, talking about different stages and, and the way that you input um, in, into... The kids as they grow up, it, it does change over time, um, and I think it's you know because our kids were the four of them were over ten years. You know we were remember we were teaching Kyla how to drive and teaching Grace how to read at the same <laughs> yeah. time. So as a as a as an as a parent, you know operating within that range of um, kind of 
teachings and inputs and conversations that you have, you know, the conversations we'd have with Kyla at 16 were pretty different to the ones with Grace at 6 or mm. Matt at um, 14, what was Jamie, she would have been 10. So yeah, because of all those different stages, it, it meant different things. We always felt like we tried to do the right thing, eh? We always tried to do hard. You always think you're doing the right thing at the time. Like, you don't ever intentionally mm. try to do the wrong thing. But but I think, too, there have been times where I've known I've blown it and we've been okay to apologise to our kids. I, I think that's... Mm. Yeah, once we know. Once we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you often do know if you blow it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think being quick to apologise is a good thing for them to see. How have you worked to stay <laughs> on the same idea. team as uh, you know, as you know, co-parents, yep. um, rather than you know, kind of getting getting drawn away by the kids against each other yeah. or, or disagreeing on how to parent? Yeah. No, we we sorted this out pretty early, eh? Yeah, we just I think we just knew that it was really really important to be on the same team. Yeah. So we like when the kids were little, we had a bit of a rule in place <laughs> that if they asked one of us and the answer was not what they wanted if they then went and asked the other one it was it was massive trouble for them yeah automatic no mm. yeah so if they came and asked me you know can i go to joe's place and i said no because we're doing this if they then went and asked janine it was definitely no mm. um, but but no it was no anyway that doesn't make sense <laughs> more is that how but, is that how matt lost his left ear <laughs> 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 I think we just knew it was important that they else. didn't play us against each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they probably tried a little bit when they were younger. But How I, important have your villagers been in the raising of your kids? Yeah, really, really important. Like, real, like I guess when you say villages, we think of all the different groups and communities that mm. the kids have been involved in. And there's family, you know, different families, um, different families who are friends. Uh, church, church, school. school has been a big one in church. Sports, sports groups. teams. Yeah. So the kids have been involved in that music. Um, they've been involved in a whole lot of different communities, and, and through that, um, we've seen them really experience being with other people and different types of people and different people in authority and, and those sort of things. Even work, you know, works really good community. Um, but we like. I've, I've always known as a mum that it's it's lovely when your kids come and talk to you about things but they need other people out there that they can relate to as well and sometimes they need people just a wee bit older than them or you know somewhere in between their parents and and their age mm. gap so um you know like Carrie has been for Jamie and Grace just someone that is a bit of a mummy figure but really more a big sister that they can that's not family someone yeah. they can go and talk to um, and I think that's really, really healthy for kids to have. And I also think it's good for them to see how other people do things. So, I mean, mm. for years we've, we used to go camping with another family. And I think that's great for our kids to see how another family does things, how another couple does things in life. How um, And they've stayed with um, my family and Campbell's family. Mm. Um, well, it gives them the opportunity to shape things that are important to them as well. Yeah. You know, they spend time with us. That's all they know. They go somewhere else and they see things that they really like. They can kind of, even as kids and teenagers, you know, they yeah, start yeah. to think, oh, yeah, that's really important. I really like the way that they did this. Actually, that just reminds me of when, uh, like when <coughs> earlier on, uh, talking about what things we brought from each other's family. Mm. So when we were growing up, we just ate dinner in front of the TV. Um, when Janine grew up, they had uh, dinner around the table. So we decided we'd always do dinner around the table. 
Um, and for a few years, we didn't have a TV. We always, just you and I sat at the table before kids. Are. So it was really just that, that became part of what we do. And it was really important. Yeah, like the, the food secondary, being around the table and just talking is what's good. I do think it's incredibly important to be part of something where your kids are um, yeah, able to find others to, mm. to relate to as well as their parents. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to brand new parents, what would you say? I one each. Yeah, one each. Um, Might not be the same as yours. No, it would be different. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually say to, um, to, to enjoy it, to be intentional about enjoying it, because I just see a lot of people who seem to not particularly enjoy different stages. And I, I guess maybe I'm lucky that I've just truly enjoyed every stage but even in the hard times and the lack of sleep and all those things I think oh it's there's nothing like it in the world um and yeah just just savor the moments and enjoy them and, and even the tough times you know it's all part of it to a new to a new parent I think it's just important to, to love the kids like to 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 be to genuinely love them and to um but to know that that there's going to come a point when when they're gone, you know, like they've left the nest. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what I was. So our like we we see that our our job we've got them for 18, 20 years, whatever, and our job is to raise great, independent young adults, <laughs> mm. contribute to the world, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you just have them for a while. So in in that time, enjoy it, but also, yeah give them the stable love that they need and teach them so that they're yeah. independent. And As you look at your kids now, um, and three have left the nest, one is preparing to leave the nest. Um, no, she's not. She's staying home. Sorry, she's staying home. She can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and parenting never ends. But at this season in your life, as you look back, what, what do you see um, in your family that gives you a sense of, whew, we did okay? <laughs> <laughs> Campbell's first answer was that Matt was alive. We got Matt through alive. <laughs> <laughs> Matt married it through year nine. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had some fun. <laughs> um, look, we're really, really um, proud of how the kids treat each other, of the value they place on other people. And I think yeah. that is something that we see in each of them. They're very thoughtful towards other people and um, treat people well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the value they place on family and um, extended family. You know, the kids make great effort to keep in contact with their relations, and I really love that. And I mm. think that's a great thing. But they're just they're all they're independent. They're hard workers. They're um, grateful for things. They're very socially aware. Able yeah, yeah. And aware. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think and, through and that's there. just because they're great people, not necessarily that we brought them up so fantastically. Mm. <laughs> it's the village. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. the village. We, we were just a part of it. But um, like even they've all worked in hospitality, and I, I'm really thankful for that because I think they've all worked in places where they've had to serve other people. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I really believe that that's given them some good, um, just some good principles. Uh, that they always had. You know, they're well-trained um, with their jobs. One thing, I don't think it's to do with the question, but um, 
a few years ago, I, I sort of realised that you can, your kids can, and you can um, do things to please your parents. Mm-hmm. And I, we really, we really talked with the kids about that, and, and just let them know that, you know, their choices and their actions actually doesn't affect the way that we love them. And um, I think that was a good thing because they did then um, change some things they were doing, and and know. I, I think they then knew deep down that it, it actually didn't matter that you know they didn't have to live a certain way to please us. Mm-hmm. And they also, I, was a big I think the, the, also the reality is they also learnt that we have emotions as well. So like it's really easy to say to the kids, you know, like yeah, you can trust me, you can tell me anything, I love you, I think you always, you know, you're always this sort of thing. And then they then they share something with you, and you really cut. And you're like you're angry, you're sad, you you know you just you're, you're emotionally responding to what they say. They're like, "Hey, buddy, you you said you'd always love. <laughs> you said you'd love me and you'd forgive me, but you're not showing it." And to be able to go, "Well, look, I'm really it just got me in the heart when you told me that." You know, like that's that's I think yeah, being being um, being real, like you know, like it's so it's a bit of a cycle where. You know, you're kind of teaching kids and you're having input, but they have input back into you if they if it's that safe place. You know, if they've got that environment where they they really do genuinely feel that they can be safe with what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope they do. Yeah. You, I think you guys have a really good um, perspective on parenting and on your kids um, in that, you know, you, you know that all of their successes aren't to your credit and all of their fail- failures aren't to your blame. <laughs> But you really own the, the part that you've played and I think your kids are a credit to you um, be, because of that healthy perspective and your parenting. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your insights with us. Thank you. Thanks. This has been the final episode of season two of the Far North Leadership Podcast. And so I'm going to have a short break over the new year, but then I expect to come back for season three in 2020. And I've got a little bit of a different idea for this Far North Leadership Podcast with that same aim of helping you in your life and your leadership but uh, with a little bit of a different format and we'll see how we go. So if you subscribe in your favorite podcast app, you'll get next season's episodes whenever they appear. And uh, I'd love for you to rate and review as well. Share this with your friends. If there's been anything that's helpful for you, it'd probably be helpful for them as well. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes next year in season three.